Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. I'm your host, Anthony Corcoran. Welcome to Australian Basketball Coach. Today I've got Cassie Dover, head coach of the Gold Coast Rollers. Is it Rollers? No, it's the Waves, isn't it? Uh, rollers. 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 <laughs> uh, women's team with me. Welcome, Cassie. Hello. Yeah, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Great to have you on. Obviously, Coach of the Year in 2019 with her team going through to the grand final and fortunately losing in that series to zip to a pretty pretty strong Southern Districts team. But we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Cassie, you've been down the Gold Coast nearly all your life, I take it. How did you get involved in basketball and, and who were your early influences when you were when we talk about coaching? Um, in regard to coaching, it was probably I when I was younger, I did some mini ball stuff on the Gold Coast, um, you know, ju- just with my sister there. And we, we were doing that a fair amount of time from when I was about 15. And I really enjoyed it. Um, I did move to Townsville when I was 18 and um, tried to, like, pursue playing up there. And, um, yeah, I just kept continuing to do rep teams here and there whenever I could. And, um, yeah, I moved back to the Gold Coast after I had my daughter, Um just to be closer to family and um, tried to play again, but I got involved in coaching more deeply, like SBL level. And, yeah, I've just loved it ever since, really. It's now a passion of mine. I'm more passionate about coaching than I am about playing now, so um, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did you um, do uni up there at JCU? Uh, yeah, I did a uh, year or so. I didn't finish my degree, but, yeah, I, I was studying up there. Yeah, nice. Uh, I'm a JCU person too, so um, way to go, JCU. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess one of the things I noticed, you, you had a bit of time, a bit of experience or exposure uh, playing in the WNBL level too, as well as playing state league. But what was that like? You know, at that time, you, uh, you went down to Dandenong, played down there or as a development player, would that be right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then you had some time, like you said, with the with the Townsville Flames. So that was would have been pretty good experience being a young player, getting a, a bit of a look at what WNBL's like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I learned a lot in regard to playing, but I kind of didn't have the um, the drive that I, I I should have to be able to pursue that and continue with it. Yeah. Um, you know, so as a coach, that's something that I try and influence in my players: just keep working hard and um, don't like really be satisfied with that, always try and get better. Um, and I think that was just more from my learning experiences as a player. Um, so, yeah, I try and put, implement that to my players as a coach because I think I wasn't really pushed, um, you know, to keep going to that next level yeah, in a yeah. one-on-one environment. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So I saw too you were playing for the Townsville Flames uh, when you guys, when they won the, is it the two seven? 2007 or 8 ACC national title. So is that right? Yeah, so I played for them 2006 through to 2008. So 2007 right. and 8, we both we won, yeah, the QBL, well, it was called QABL then. And, um, yeah. yeah, and then we went down to nationals and won that two years in a row as well. So that was pretty good. Um, along with the – there was two Queensland men's teams as well. So one year was Rocky and one was Cam. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the last time that Nationals uh, type uh, title was going around, yeah, that was back then. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I've been talking with uh, some of the 
you know, QBL, now NBL1 North coaches about that, what it meant like to be able to go away to a national title and, and win. And, and I suppose that's part of the hype now with um, NBL1 North is that we, uh, we, you know, we have a pretty strong state league still and then you get the opportunity to go away and compete against the other clubs from uh, NBL1 South and NB1, NBL1 Central too. So is it, again, great experience to be involved in something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It was um, you know, the obviously the QABL you just wanted to win that, but having that yeah. extra um, championship, I guess, when we came home from that, the just the um, community support just drove, you know, drove it higher, I guess, um, up in Townsville. So it was, yeah, I think it's hard to explain. Like it was a massive thing to win it. Um, yeah. yeah, just adding to. I mean, we didn't lose it, so it was hard to tell what it was like not to. But, um, yeah, just to keep the flow, I guess, of what we did in the QBL through to Nationals is pretty was pretty um Pretty sweet. Awesome. Yeah. Do you remember who you sort of knocked off on the way? Like in that in those – I suppose it was two years, wasn't it? So, um, like any teams of note that you rolled uh, oh. on, the, on the way through? I know one year we, we played a Sydney team because we had to go to Sydney first – uh, I couldn't tell you to, um, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I'd have to look back through all the, you know, the little flies <laughs> that we had. <laughs> all, all the old cutouts and everything. Yeah, I've got a yeah. big box of those. Yeah. Doesn't get looked at very often. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, I, I guess yeah, I just wanted to say congratulations too. Like, uh, great job last year getting through to the grand finals. Probably, you know, wasn't expected or you guys probably expected it. But, you know, I guess the other teams in the league thought they were a pretty good shot too. So I was just having a look at the the game scores and, yeah, like on your journey to the finals. So you guys beat Logan by four in the, in the quarterfinal, beat Townsville by one in the semi and then got to the big dance. So good job. And uh, like I said, what was that like in your first year of coaching at that level to get through to the finals? Um, I think at the start of the year we were um, we really the drive was just to make finals because um, you know our team from the Gold Coast we hadn't done that for a few years so that was number one I think when we got um, maybe eight games in or so we all sat down and did a like goal setting for the rest of the season we already had some goals you know make finals and then we got to that point we thought hang on we could probably do better than just finals. So the yeah. girls, um, you know, our goal was then to just get top four so we could get a home a home quarter yep. final. And, um, yeah, we, we were able to do that. Like just it was on a, a luck of um, I think towns were lost in the last round and that bumped us up to fourth instead of fifth. Yeah. So that was uh, – I think that played a big role in that win against Logan that we had the home support there. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then the Townsville game, that was massive. For us, we were – we just – last time we had gone to Townsville, I think we went down by 15 to 20 points. So oh, right. we just wanted to go up there and make sure we competed. The big big thing was um, Bishop and their team. We knew that if we could limit her productivity, we we had a good chance. And, yeah. um, you know, we, we were able to hold her to zero points. So yeah, for yeah. us, that was kind of – um, considering we were quite an undersized team, that was a massive feat on its own. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I actually watched that game. I remember thinking, wow, she hasn't scored yet. I yeah. mean, great, <laughs> great sort of implementation of the scout. Like, yeah. obviously helped you guys hugely in terms of getting through that one. Yeah, the girls, the group of girls that we had were just um, phenomenal. Like, um, 
you know, throughout the year, there's, there was times that you could have fallen apart, but they uh, continued to just keep working hard together. And, and they really made my job easy in my first year that we had a good bunch of people there, not just yeah. players. Uh, I think that that's really, you know, um, that's really all it was that got us through was just the team morale and um, their work ethic as a whole group. There was no one there that was there for themselves. They were really there for each other. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that just showed when even – I know we went down in the final, but I was still extremely happy with, um, you know, the way they went about their business with it. Um, scout reports for that. Game one, that was on me. We talked about it in the sheds. How about we do a different game plan tomorrow? Yeah. And um, and it was much better because we only went the net, went down by two. But yeah. you know that was one of the lowest scoring women's game I think I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so you know, I can't fault the defense or anything like that. It was just a matter of who put the ball in a little bit more, I guess. So yeah, oh, yeah. You know, looking at those results and and I guess the closest of the scores. You know, like I suppose take out that first finals game, but the second one, like you said, only two points in it. How did you like? Uh, you know, did you plan for that sort of stuff in terms of your training or did you just, uh, you know, let your experienced players use their head and, and get, get the team across the line when you needed it? Um, I, I was lucky enough that um, Darren Alley, who's um, no one ever really saw him because he wasn't at the games with me, but uh, I was lucky enough that he was one of my assistants last year. So he was on the phone to me a lot um, watching the games and us having some... Um, chats about what we could do next time like if something didn't happen or you know the go to plan how can we can fix it for the next time we're in that same situation yeah so he was great for that um we did the last maybe month or so did end of game situational plays um just on the spot draw ups so that the girls could get used to it um Yeah. yeah it was we prepped for it as much as we could, really. The you know we had two chances at the end, uh, with end of game plays. We just couldn't pull off the shot, yeah. As in, like execute the, the make, but yeah, we yeah. still got the shots we wanted. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, yeah, I was I was extremely happy with it. I couldn't fault the girls at all. I, our big focus was always effort, always had to be there. Um, teammateship, and I think that they did that the whole entire year. So can't really. Um, you know, a loss, you're going to lose games. It's just how you go about your business. And I thought we did it in a manner, a good manner and represented Gold Coast well. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So uh, I guess getting that Coach of the Year award, was that a bit of a surprise too? Like uh, I guess, you know, most coaches probably don't think, oh, I'm really aiming for that. Like um, just something that falls out of the process. Yeah, no, it's obviously not on my mind at all. Um, (laughs) But Again, like I could take credit for that, but if I didn't have the girls that I had and the the way that they, um, I guess, stuck to the game plans, uh, had faith in what I was saying to them and then go and execute that, then there's not much more I can do, you know. So I'm, yeah. I'm just grateful that I had the team that I did and the people that I did yeah. around support. I had a lot of um, other people come in and help, like Reese Martin, Scott McGregor, um, Brad and Warren, my assistants as well, and Darren. Like I had a lot of support backing me. It just happened to be that my name was on it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah but if it wasn't for all the whole support that we had, including the office, um, yeah, I'd, 
I could take all of it if I wanted, but it, yeah, it was, all, <laughs> it was a lot of people contributing to it. So yeah, yeah helping you get there. Yeah. So uh, and like I guess the, the people you just mentioned, you know, like all legends in the game in their own right, probably um, with a podcast episode each. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's um, it. No, they were all willing to to give a hand when I needed. Um, you know, extra spot for me, it was my first year. So I don't know everything yet. I, I was learning as well. And, um, yeah, I'm just grateful that I had people like that around that were willing to give their expertise, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So if you were just like, you know, reflecting back on, on that experience, like the, the whole season plus the finals too, like what, what were the, the key learnings for you first year in as a, as a head coach? Um, I guess uh, one of the best feedbacks I got was just to go with my gut. Like if I think... I should be doing that, just do it. Yeah. You know, you can't control everything that's happening in front. You just got to give, um, you know, your best knowledge at the time. Yeah. I did that a lot. Um, uh, I think as well ensuring that the girls were able to give their input as well because, yeah. you know, I know as a player, you know, you're out on the court and you, um, you're seeing things differently to when you're on the sideline. So we had good um, communication between the players um, and myself and the coaching staff. So that was... That was big for me too. Um, yeah. It's hard to say specifically. I just think I just keep, you know, I was happy to get feedback as the as the year progressed and then I just always tried not to make the same mistakes twice, really. Just learn yeah. from each each game. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Now, like in the, in the preseason, um, I was talking to you before, you were saying you're doing a bit with some junior teams. Like um, what, are, what are the uh, fundamentals that you – focus on with those players like in terms of what your you know key what are your key points of emphasis in terms of what you're coaching with uh, junior players um I always talk about that effort I talked about before like yeah. um people players don't purposely go out to make mistakes and stuff so it's more the emphasis on how how they go about their business after it like 100% effort specifically on defense you can have a bad offensive game but if you pick up your D you're making up for it so it's yeah. a lot of a lot about the effort because you can't I, I can't really fault people if they're giving me everything they've got and they just happen not to be able to I don't know like <clears throat> execute the pass or the make the shot you know that's not purposeful mistakes yeah um, yeah that's probably my key focus and then and then just making sure defense is on point because no matter if you have yeah like I said if you have a bad offensive game you've still got something to play with there so yeah. yeah. Yeah, nice. So you're in preseason now. Have you guys started training and everything? Like you got preparations underway? Yeah, yeah we started our – we did trials and um, squad trainings from the end of January. Um, yeah. So we've been going twice a week. Girls have been working hard. We've got um, seven of our crew for NBL1 here, which is good. This time last year, I think we only had four. Oh, so right. we're already a step ahead of where we were, which yeah. is awesome. Um, and then we always, our groups, uh, QSL and NBL1, we're one big, we, we train like we're one big team. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah so we've been, we've been going hard since the end of January. And yeah, we're looking, looking good. Physically fit is what our aim is by game one to be one of the fittest teams. Yeah. So that, you know, we have that before we have to start, um, I guess, 
yeah. the combinations on the court and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So are you, like in terms of like running the, the, the two programs together, like the, the QSL and the NBL1 North team, do you like sort of put forward the, the style of play that you want to see and then sort of try and get both teams to run with that? Or is it just a bit of a case of, uh, you know, you outline some principles and then each team can sort of do their own thing a little bit? Um, for our pre-season and stuff, we, we do. We, we set the style of play is, yeah, we're trying to keep it the same, both programs. Yeah. Um, the reason is I just, I like to be able to have the juniors have the opportunity to come up and play with us where possible. Yeah. Yeah. And then, for them, it's an easy transition. Um, you know, it's easier for them as 30 players in our whole squad to um, be on the same, you know, style of play and, and everything that we're doing than two coaches altering. Um, yeah. So, yeah, our coaching staff, we work together quite closely. And um, when it gets to season, that's where it, it, it differs a little bit where you're prepping for games and having those slight changes due to scouts and yeah, your your strengths and weaknesses within your group. So. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, have you got any announcements as yet for your for your team this year? Or are you still unannounced at this point in time in terms of who's coming yeah. on board? Um, technically, we're we're unannounced. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm happy with the group. I mean, if you look at who we had last year, we're um, trying to mimic that as best possible yeah. with a few more local girls. Um, you know, people we have around jumping in will be a lot more deep in the big positions, which is what we were lacking last year. So, yeah, um, yeah that's. I think that's about all I could probably tell you on that one. I'm sure <laughs> announcements will come out soon. Yeah, I reckon but, they will. Um, you guys, uh, is your team, yeah, like you say, you've got a few people backing up from last year, but bringing the, the younger players through, is that something that you look to do in a, in a planned sort of way or is it just, you know, as opportunities come up through injury or unavailability or whatever that... The, the younger players will get a get a run. Um, no, we've we've uh, got a group of uh, at the moment five or six young ones that we're putting in the squad. Yeah. So they they'll they'll be training. They'll have opportunities to suit up throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, but I make it a very big point to the QSL squad that you know if you go and you're having um, a great year down in QSL, you can always have opportunities to come up um, and play with us. Yeah. I think it's important that they've got that. Um, aspiration, ability to do that because um, ultimately QSL is really a development league. So, you know, you're trying to develop them to get to the NBL one. So that's yeah. what we're trying to achieve. Uh, and then we have um, just the way we run the rep program as well. I'm around to help the the, the girls coaches um, wherever they need it. I'm coaching the under 18 girls and we're implementing the same style of play there. Oh, nice. And um, Sarah Ambrose coached our 21, so same thing. So what we're trying to do is make it an easy transition from juniors to seniors for them. And, um, yeah, that's how we're going. We're doing that, so. Yeah, that's good. And that's, you know, ideally what you want is so uh, that's pretty seamless transition from junior basketball into senior basketball and they can, um, you know, get familiar with the language and that sort of thing as well. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, good stuff. So uh, I just wanted to uh, ask you a question about your, your sister, Jackie. I, I read an article online. She's now in the WNBL. So um, big shout out to her. What, what's that sort of conversation like around Christmas time when, you, when you're <laughs> talking about the coach's point of view versus the referee's point of view? Any, <laughs> any, any fiery debate? Or? Um, I wouldn't say it's fiery. It's very sarcastic, that's for sure. <laughs> um, no, we, 
um, we've got a great relationship, me and her. So, you know, we give each other a bit of grief here and there, but on the side, we're really uh, happy for each other and in, in the way we're achieving the goals. Um, you know, obviously both of us wanted to be players, but um, instead of that, we've ended up being in different pathways, but still in, in the game that we love. But no, yeah, we do stir each other up a fair fair amount, but um, <laughs> all in good faith. <laughs> Did you guys, I guess, you know, or probably more so for you, did you pick up much um, out of the WNBL season that you thought, well, you know, this is um, interesting either in terms of like what they're doing uh, offensively or defensively, but also, you know, the, the way those games were played. Like the, the final series was, was pretty good to watch, uh, I thought. And um, and I thought also refereed in a way that, you know, the girls could just play uh, without too many fouls called or anything like that. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't watch the the final. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch bits here and there of the um the semis, and um no, the, the good thing about it is it's becoming really um the physicality is yeah. is awesome to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I would hate to be a ref. To be honest, I don't know how I'd handle people like myself sometimes getting <laughs> a bit fired up. You know, in the heat of the moment, I guess like we. We, um, it's, oh, I guess it's all perception, isn't it? Like how you see it, but um, no, I, I couldn't be a ref, <laughs> not at that level. <laughs> uh, you and me both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think yeah, it was good. Good series, the WNBL finals. Um, like I said, just uh, good to see you know two teams going at it, and yeah, very much uh, good. Good entertainment too, I thought. And I think the men's sort of finals looks like it might be the same sort of thing with, um, yeah. you know, games being split early in the series. So um, the whole no crowd thing's interesting, but, you know, I guess that's a decision that need to be made and, and to, at least the games are still going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would be, I guess it would, as a, I couldn't imagine my like season falling short just based on something like that. So, um, you know, all that work you do all year, you'd, you don't want to have a, your season cut short. So I get why they're, why they're doing it. It's probably good that they're, they're able to finish out their season, um, you know, with, you know, the whole series. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so. At least the no, opportunity to play it out. That's right, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, Cassie, uh, I know you got uh, another coaching session this half, so I'll let you get back to it. Thank you. Thanks again for making some time for the podcast today and wish you guys the best of luck for your 2020 you. season. Hopefully, you know, you'll be back in the finals there again this year, but I'm sure, you know, the other 14 or 15 teams in the league are all want to be aiming for that as well. So uh, anyway, one year of experience, uh, you know, going to that level, uh, it's going to be great for you, I think, in terms of the team. Yeah, yep. Thank you for that. No Appreciate worries. It. Too easy. All right. Well, like I said, great. best of luck and hope it all goes well. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Okay. See ya. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. You can get in touch with me through my email at australianbasketballcoach at gmail.com. That's australianbasketballcoach, all one word, lowercase, at gmail.com. Also, follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter at OzBballCoach and also on Facebook with Australian Basketball Coach. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you and thanks again for listening.